Welcome back. Welcome back to the Perks Recap Podcast. Since the beginning of this podcast, I've been teasing and saying that I wanted to get somebody on and do some music uh, conversations with them for this podcast, uh, generally in reference to my Perks Recap YouTube channel, which does a lot, which is all, all music reactions. I thought I'd be able to get some people on, and uh, it finally happened. Today is the day. I want to thank Stephen Burrows. He got in touch with me. He's a subscriber to the channel, and he's a big Moody Blues fan, and he got in touch with me and said, let's talk some Moody Blues. So here we are. It took a little bit of time for us to get our ducks in a row and get a little prepared for it and uh, get our schedules situated, but it happened. We're all set. So let's talk to Stephen Burrows about some Moody Blues. And we're back, Perks Recap Podcast. We are on with Stephen Burrows. He contacted me. Stephen, you are the first person to contact me to do a music reaction, so I'm excited about this one. We're going to talk some Moody Blues. How are you today? I'm doing great, Craig. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I am excited. Like I said, um, I've been doing a lot of sports uh, podcasts and a couple other little things, but nothing like this that we're going to really dive into the Moody Blues. Now, I'm going to assume we're going to talk about the the seven albums, right? Those are regarded as the the true Moody Blues. Those are the ones that everybody loves. Those those first seven, right? That is correct. Absolutely. Now, I I when I was looking it up, that first album that's not. That's not considered one of those seven, is it? The, the very first one? Right. I think you're referring to the Magnificent Moody's. Right, um, right, right. Right. They're looked upon as being the, quote, go now Moody Blues, which had, um, it did have Mike Pinder in it, Ray Thomas, Graham Edge. Um, I believe there was a guy named Clint Warwick. Um, it also had Denny Lane, who later went on to work with Paul McCartney and Rings. Okay. Um, they were more of like a like an R and B type influence group uh, in the early '60s, and this was uh, this was pre Justin Hayward and John Lodge. Okay, so so, so the, are they actually is that album actually considered a Moody Blues album though? Uh, it is. Okay, okay, so we're actually going from albums two through eight. Uh, technically, that's that's right. Okay, all right. Well, um, for those who may or may not know, if you want to go check them out, obviously, I've actually reviewed all all of these albums on my music channel over on YouTube, Perch Recap uh, Music Channel. Just look them up. I did a lot of Moody Blues reactions, and I reacted to all of these albums. And um, as I was saying all along, if anybody wanted to come on and talk music with me, I was open to that. I hope that this opens up the door for other people to do it. Hopefully, this goes really, really well. I think it will. And uh, Stephen, I'm gonna let you take it away. It, um, you know, you contacted me because you wanted to get on here and do this. So, uh, what are your initial thoughts here? Okay, um, if you want, I can go ahead and just give you just a quick, small backstory of how I came to know the Moody Blues. Um, Absolutely, yeah, go ahead. So there is, for me, um, there is a backstory to the story, and it actually starts with uh, being introduced at a very young age, around five or six years of age, 
um, in our family, we were exposed to um, what I had mentioned uh, before in previous conversations with you. Um, I was actually introduced to Jeff Rain's musical version of The War of the Worlds, which came out as a double album in 1978, where Justin Hayward had collaborated on, on that project. And for probably the first 10 years of growing up with this particular album, um, this was um, kind of before I actually got into the Moody Blues. It was actually being introduced to Justin Hayward first uh, through this project, which also featured his probably most worldwide uh, successful hit called Forever Autumn, uh, which was not actually part of the original story of The War of the Worlds, but that was kind of like what I was exposed to in my early childhood. And then probably around age 13, 14, which would have been around 1996, 1997, um, a Best of Moody Blues CD had come out, which had 17 songs on it, which spanned from 1967 through to 1988. Um, and that's kind of like where I like really got into the Moody Blues. Um, there was, there were a small amount of Moody Blues in my parents' collection, uh, mostly yeah. my mother's collection. Um, she had the 1974 double album called This Is The Moody Blues, uh, which also featured several of the songs off of what is going to be my number one album, so I can't say what that album is. Uh, uh, real quick, just so since you meant you said you do have a number one, do you want to uh, work backwards from the seven, and we'll start with the lowest, and then we'll build up to the to the first one? Right, that's what I was planning, doing seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, like that. Perfect, perfect. Okay. Um, so that was kind of like all I knew from like my mid-teens. Um, I I knew the double album. This is the Moody Blues. Um, and then of course that one album. Uh, which a lot of listeners would probably think that it would be kind of biased that I've chosen that as my favorite. But sometimes when things have just been ingrained so much that you enjoy it so much that you you can't really like replace it because I've, I've had so much experience and history with that particular album. Um, others could also pro possibly agree that that is their favorite album too. And um, I have listened to a lot of reaction videos and ranking videos and they all have to kind of re-emphasize that there is no right or wrong answer it's just opinions um this is just what my ears like um so that was kind of like where the moody blues started with me and then probably around 2000 um i went to my local circuit city store which unfortunately closed and yes, they, all the all the circuit cities uh, shut down. I, right, I, I think they have, and that's like really just disappointing because they were really good at carrying um, albums of artists, and not just you know your typical best of or greatest hits CD. That they were good at carrying like albums on CD. Yep, so, yep. so most of my seven. Uh, albums of the Moody Blues I actually bought from Circuit City within a four to five month period and I didn't necessarily know the albums going into the purchase of them except for like the hits that I already knew 
but the deep cuts and the album cuts, I was like taking a chance with buying these albums. And thankfully it paid off because I, I mean, I enjoyed these albums from the first moment I listened to them. Like they were like right up my alley. Um, so that's kind of like where I'm, where I'm at with the Moody Blues. Probably okay. for almost 25, 27 years, I've, I've been a Moody's fan. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, why don't we start then? And while I, I'll give you my, what I have is number seven, and it's probably going to be different, different from yours. And I'm going to tell listeners right now to take your opinion over mine because I'm, I'm a novice. I'm just getting into the Moody Blues and I did all the reactions and I've gone back and listened to the, my favorites, but uh, I definitely don't have as, as uh, you know, as merited of a of a position as you do in terms of ranking these but for me the the my least favorite one and let's here's another thing this is very difficult to do this isn't easy because these are these i like them all right um but i will say my this one is probably my least favorite is uh in search of the lost court okay that is my number seven. What is your number seven? Okay. My number seven is Days of Future Past. Okay. Um, I can, uh, we can do exclamations if you want. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We can, we can get into a little, I mean, we don't have to go crazy and make this a right. podcast, but we can, uh, we can definitely give some reasons. Go ahead. Okay. Well, for mine, just, uh, just off the bat, um, the the opening uh, to me it sounds like a movie. Um, I do like the way that it takes elements of the songs that come throughout the album. So I thought that was kind of a, a neat approach. Um, generally, with all the orchestrations, it sounds like a movie. Um, so, sometimes I feel like it's just too much orchestra, um, and so that's kind of like why it's. Uh, number seven it's not a bad album they're, they're all good but something has to be number seven right and so right. um so that's kind of like where i am with that album okay um, okay um i mentioned when i did it that it was a heavy on the orchestra right and probably a little bit too heavy for me for my taste but there were some still good ones um the afternoon has some has a great vocals by uh hayward time to get away was all right lunch break was okay but my favorite on the album is Twilight Time. That's my favorite song on the album. Okay. And then uh, Nights in White Satin. Okay, I can see that. Um, Twilight Time is really good. Um, I've got Pink Hour by John Lodge. Uh, was really good. Uh, yep. Great vocal, fast paced. Um, the Ray Thomas song, uh, The Morning, Another Morning. Um, I did make a note here so that I didn't forget. Um, it sounds like a Christmas kind of mood song. It, it just feels very Christmassy to me. Okay. Um, and of course, the harmony uh, was good on that. Uh, Nights in White Satin obviously was the, the big hit. Um, yeah. It actually got re released in 1972. Um, but yeah, uh, good album. Uh, that's my number seven. Okay, let's move on. I'll tell you my number six. Um, we're going to go off of yours, though, in terms of when we discuss them. But no, my number six actually is a question of balance. Okay. What is your number six? My number six is in search of the lost chord. Oh, okay. So you so yeah. I was 
So we're we're similar. I had this as my number seven. So you're right there with me, pretty much. Um, any thoughts or reasons? Uh, um, only because only two songs really stood out to me. The again, they're all they're all at least okay. Right. Um, but I really I liked um, "Voices in the Sky" because of Hayward's vocals, and then I liked um, the last song. Those were the two that stood out to me, and the other ones were like you know they were fine, but they weren't anything that really grabbed my attention. So, uh, but they again, though it's not a bad album, and it's not even my you know it, it's just like you said, something's got to be seven, right? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was I was uh, asking about uh, the question of balance. What was your thought of making that oh. number six? Oh, okay, okay. Again, it's another one that I um, I only have two songs written down that, as standouts for me. And again, same thing. Everything everything's good, but um, don't you feel small? And it's up to you. Were the two that were uh, my favorites? I mean, you know. I mean, you've been around my channel enough to know that I, I, I'm a big guitar guy and kind right. of a rock guy more than anything. And you'll notice the common theme with all my favorite Moody Blues songs are going to be more towards the rock genre and more towards guitar-driven songs, which is why it's Don't Feel Small and It's Up To You are on there for my favorites off that album. But again, it's not a bad album. It's just a... Um, it's some something's got to be six, and I right. like others more. That's just all there is to it. And the other songs on there are pretty good too. And I I enjoyed the album as a whole. I've enjoyed. I got to preface everything. I enjoyed every album I've done. Uh, so I want to say that for sure. I definitely just like the Moody's as it is. But what is your uh, reason for in search of the last chord being number six? Uh, yep. So uh, this album, I believe, was the last one on their. Uh, their contract label, um, I forget the name of it now, um, but Ride My Seesaw was, I think, the biggest hit off the album. Uh, I give that like a five star. Um, Voices in the Sky, I agree, that's that's really good. Uh, Legend of a Mind uh, by Ray Thomas uh, is really good, like that little instrumental piece in the middle of it. Uh, Visions of Paradise is really good. Um, the actor is good. It's not one of my favorites, I know a lot of fans like the actor. It's it's not bad. It's just almost like too slow for my liking. I wish it was a little bit faster. Um, yep. But, but my, I think my favorite on the album would be Ride My Seesaw. All right. You know what? You're going to make me go back and re-listen to just so I can uh, hear it again and uh, maybe change my opinion on it. But I want to. Um, I don't have that one written down, and like I said, I just kind of skim through my reactions just to kind of refresh on what I liked and what I didn't like, and and, and uh, so that one did not get my attention when I when I skimmed through it. I'm going to go back and listen to that one again on your su suggestion, saying you like it so much. But let's move on. Um, okay. For number five, I actually had your number seven, which is Days of Future Past, and we already discussed that at length. So let's right. move on. What is your number five? Uh, my number five is actually a question of balance. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Um, so, so I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of myself here that the ones that I've picked as my least favorite seem to be 
the, yours as well. Like it, it's, you know, a little bit of a different order, but we're right there in lockstep. I have this as six. You have it as five. I had in search of last quarter seven. You had it as six. Right. We, we both must have the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, go ahead on a question of balance. I already discussed what I like about it, which is uh, okay. don't you feel small and it's up to you. Okay, uh, so the opening track, uh, Question, was obviously the, the big hit, I think, for this album, uh, Five Stars. Uh, Don't You Feel Small, that was kind of unique, different kind of style for them, I thought. Um, another good one, as a deep cut, is It's Up To You. That is like a really, really great song. I'm, I play that probably more than Question, and it wasn't even a hit. I mean, It's I, Up To You is like so good. I really, really like that one quite a bit. I really enjoyed that, that song. Um, uh, Tide Rushes In, yes, it's all right. Um, uh, Minstrel Song is very pleasant. Uh, vocal is good uh, by John Lodge. Um, aspects of it kind of sound like a chant, so I kind of like that approach. Uh, Dawning is the Day by Haywood, lead vocal, that's really good. Um, yeah, just overall good album. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, we're getting we're getting we're moving up the ladder a little bit here to the really, really top of the of the uh, of the band, really for me anyway. Right. But um, let's let's break. We're closing in on twenty minutes, so we're going to take okay. a quick break, and we'll come right back, and we'll continue. Okay, sounds great. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. We're back with Stephen Burroughs. He is a, a uh, subscriber over on the Perks Recap YouTube channel, uh, doing a Moody Blues discussion here, going through these, those essential top seven albums of the Moody Blues that everybody uh, gravitates towards as their best. And we are counting them down. We are now on number four. We just finished five, which is a question of balance. And what is, uh, let me see what my number four is first. My number four, hmm. Oh, shoot. You know what? Okay. It's on the threshold of a dream, but I might have screwed that one up. I, I don't know if I, I, I meant to change that, but right now I have it as on a threshold of a dream is number four. What is your number four? Okay, uh, my number four, I have uh, Seventh Sojourn. Okay, okay. Um, let's discuss it. I actually like this entire album. This entire album, I actually have that note, entire album next to Seventh Sojourn. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go ahead. What, what is it about Seventh Sojourn that you really, really enjoy? Okay, um, so the first track, Lost in a, in a Lost World, I actually prefer the bonus track that was uh, added to the album, I think back in 2008 release. Um, I like the instrumental better than the vocal version. Um, however, the song overall is very nice. Uh, New Horizons, uh, five star, hand, hands down. Uh, Isn't Life Strange by John Lodge, five star. Uh, you and Me, five star. Uh, Land of Make Believe, Five Stars, and I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band, hands down. Uh, 
great. That probably sounds like it should be my number one album, but again, I kind of had a reason why I put my number one as my number one. But um, oh, okay, yeah, um, I, I have I have next to Seven Sojourners as my favorites. New Horizons, Isn't Life Strange? I also have When You're a Free Man as a favorite, and then of course I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. Those are the those are the ones I have listed, but I also put next to the album, like I said before, uh, entire album. I, I just like the, the whole thing front to back. It was just really, really good. Right. Um, I did forget to mention the song You and Me. I think that's probably one of my top two favorites on the album. Uh, the the guitar rhythm in that song is really good. All right. I will, I'm making notes to uh, go back and listen to some of these songs off of your suggestion. So I appreciate that. So this is your number four, right? That so is I, I think I screwed up my rankings now. I had four. I, I meant to change a couple things around and never did. So my rankings are a little screwed up. But anyway, I had Seventh Sojourn as number three. So it's still we're still kind of pretty close. Right. Okay. So let's. What is your number three? Uh, my number three is Every Good Boy Deserves Favor. Okay. All right, now we're getting somewhere. A little bit of differences here. Uh, this is my number one. Oh, wow. It is my number one. Yep. And the reason why is because my two favorite Moody Blue songs are both on this album. Can you give, can you give a guess on what they might be? Uh, let's see. Uh, after You Came? Yep. Boom. There's one of them. That's probably the same as you, one of my favorites on on the album. And then probably I would have to guess the story in your eyes. Boom. Those are the two. Those are the two. And the story in your eyes is my all-time favorite Moody Blues song, period. Stop. That is it. That is my favorite song. And right behind it is uh, After You Came. Those are my two favorites. I can, I can that, see that. That's why it's number one, because my two absolute favorite Moody Blues songs are on the same album. So it's got to be number one. I, I definitely agree. And I also liked our guessing game on there and One More Time to Live. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Very, very good. Yep. Okay. So go ahead. What is what is it about this one? Go, um, probably the, uh, the same reasons. Um, in fact, I did make a note. Um, I can find my notes. Uh, let's see. The After You Came song and... It's up to you from a question of balance. I like I like those two songs the same as each other. They're almost like a part one and part two. For some yeah. reason, I, for some reason, I always lump those two songs as as like twins. I, I put them together like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, but um, yeah, they they have similar qualities. Right, just really fun, good all around songs, solid, consistent. Just sounds like they're having a fun time to me. Um, like you said, the story in your eyes, hands down, probably one of one of the major songs that kind of sum up the Moody Blues career in that four to five year period for me. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, so it's I, phenomenal. I, it's phenomenal. Okay, got to interrupt this one right here. Just started to have a little bit of interference in little bit of a connection issue uh 
it's all garbled for about about 45 seconds or so. So I just want to let you guys know that what we discussed in those 45 seconds was that we both had ranked as our second favorite album to our children's children's children. That's the album that we both have as our number two. And that was discussed during the part that we're deleting, that I'm deleting from here because it was a, it was a little bit of a connection issue. The connection got reestablished and was fine the rest of the way. So I just want to make sure you guys know what we're talking about when we rejoin right here. And I also mentioned that my favorite on the album is a song called Out and In. And uh, that's where we pick it up right after I said my favorite album, uh, my favorite song on the album is Out and In. We're going to pick it up right there. I also, okay, I can see that. Yep. And uh, the close second is Gypsy. I can see that. Um, but I mean, I liked, again, it's another one that it says entire album next to it. I liked everything. Eyes of a Child was just a really, really good song with floating in Eyes of a Child 2 right around it. I kind of lumped those together. And um, Higher and Higher, really good too, also because of the guitar. Um, Eternity right. Road and Sun is Still Shining are all right up there. But if I was going to say one, it's Out and In is my favorite with Gypsy a close second. Yep, that's kind of like how I feel about the album. Um, Eyes of a Child uh, is really good. I like the message in it. Yep. Uh, Ray, Ray Thomas is floating. That is like so pleasant to my ears that I I could play that like constantly for like an hour. I mean, it's 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 just so nice. It's so well done. Um, it kind of makes you feel like you're floating. Kind of makes you want to just relax, uh, daydream yeah. almost. It's I I just I like floating like a lot. <laughs> um, it's, uh, out it's in, very out pleasant. In. That's, a that's a great way to say right. it. It's pleasant. Um, beyond, I like beyond, you, like real fast pace, like you're almost traveling somewhere. Yep. Uh, did, you, did you mention that one in? Did you mention that one in? Uh, yeah, out and in is really good. Uh, yep. I think that's a Mike Pinder vocal. Yep. Uh, Candle of Life, the sun is so shining. Uh, Mike Pinder has quite a lot of uh, uh, appearances on this album, I think, uh, vocal wise. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mention, I didn't write down who who is vocally, but I, I think I remember that as well, that he kind of uh, has more vocals than usual on this one. Um, but that's, that's I think, it for Children's Children, just pretty much put the needle down. Well, I mean, pretty much all these albums, I can put the needle down on side one, flip it, put the needle down on side two, not touch it. I mean, technically they're all like that, but. Some are more than others, but this is probably the first one that I can that I can deal with. Yep, totally agree. Okay, all right. So that means your number one is well, my number four was. Go ahead. Yep, my number one is on the threshold of a dream. Um, that's the one that I've had the most history with. Um, uh, the first song in the beginning, kind of like a kind of like a sci-fi kind of storytelling in the beginning. Uh, that's kind of like how, how I uh, how I understand it. Uh, and then yeah. that second song, Love You To See You, that is probably like in the top five Moody Blues songs. I, just the guitar, the vocal, 
um, the, the the groove of it. I, I really, really enjoyed. Uh, lovely to see you. Um, in my notes, um, I have uh, Dear Diary. Okay. I like that one. I remember Dear Diary. Um, uh, Dear Diary. So, for ever since I've been listening to this song, it reminds me of the opening to the cartoon of Pink Panther. I, I don't know why. I don't know if it, <laughs> if, if it has anything to do with uh, just the flute or the whistle in Dear Diary. It just reminds me of just just how the, the way the Pink Panther theme song flows. And I don't know if it's because the Pink Panther's putting a cigarette in his mouth, like he's playing a, a wind instrument. I don't know. But for some reason, I think of nothing but the Pink Panther. When I hear Dear Diary. <laughs> um, That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, send me no wine. John Lodge, really good. To share our love. John Lodge, great. Um, and, and another one of these albums that has Mike Pinder kind of at uh, almost to the forefront as far as vocal, um, lead vocal appearances. Uh, so Deep Within You. I really, really enjoy that song. His vocal's great. Uh, Never Comes the Day. Uh, Hayward, lead vocal, uh, really good. Uh, Lazy Day, just an, an, another one of those kind of funny, whimsical, nonchalant yeah. type songs as far as like yeah. the, the vocal, uh, as far as the lyrics go. Um, yeah, I had I had written down to share our love and um, as one of my favorites and Have You Heard Part Two, the second part of Have You Heard is the one is what I liked uh, on this album for sure. Right, that's probably another one of those uh, Mike Pinders that um, uh, is like up there as far as like his songs. Um, so so deep within you is like really really good, and then like have you heard? I like both parts, uh, probably equally the same. Um, I think one's longer than the other, but um, yeah, he, he he does a really good job on this album as well as uh, the next album that would have been. Uh, to our children's children's children, he kind of had, I think, the same amount of lead vocal songs on it too. Um, Agreed. Uh, the, the the voyage was a really nice instrumental. I like the piano in that. And, yes, definitely. I I remember the piano there. Um, but yeah, this is the reason why it's my favorite. Um, another one of those albums I can put the needle down on side one, not touch it. Same with side two, and it's the one that I've probably had probably uh probably 25 years or so of listening to this album i i just think it's great um and that's all i can really say about it i just i just really enjoy it. i also like the the album artwork as as with all these core seven albums that the artwork you just kind of like look into it and like look for look for message not messages necessarily but you, you just 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 nice paintings i, I find and yes Yep, absolutely. Now, I'm going to give you a general Moody Blues question. Who do you think has actually the best vocals? Uh, Who's I was the best singer of the, of the bunch? They're all really good. Pinder's good. For me, it's Hayward, but what is it for you? Who is it for you? I, I think it's Justin Hayward also. Um, he, he's the one that I I have the most um, history listening to. Uh, yeah, Voices in the Sky really really shows off his vocals to me and the afternoon does too right um he, he's definitely got a, a unique voice i've never heard anybody 
quite have his kind of vocal style. Yep. Um, yep. I, I totally agree. Um, I would probably say John Lodge would be the next one, although John Lodge and Mike Pinder are almost neck and neck. Um, yeah, I, I like we said, they, they all pretty much are very good. It's just a matter of taste at this point. But yeah, I, I would probably agree. Lodge and Pinder are neck and neck. And um, did Ray Thomas do any singing? He did. Um, he did. A lot of um, part of like the whimsical type lyric vocals. Um, he he did okay. he, he did uh, he did floating. Um, he did lazy day. Okay, so he did a few. He right. did a few. He did, All right. He did a, a legend of a mind about Timothy Leary. Yeah. Okay. And thank you for saying core seven. Cause I knew there was like a, a name for them and I knew it was the seven and I kind of forgot what it was, but it is core seven that people refer to as these seven albums when they're talking about the moody blues. And I couldn't remember, couldn't remember the term that it was used. Right. I, I think I read it in a CD booklet that it was referred to as the core seven. So I've always just uh, piggybacked off that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, actually, you mentioned the War of the Worlds, and uh, that was the, the that other album you were talking about, right? Right. I think, and I don't don't hold me to this. And I don't even know. But maybe it was you, but I don't think it was. I think it was Sam, who actually have a suggestion and I possibly a donation for me to do that album. Oh wow! Okay. I think, I think, or maybe a song off of it. I don't know if I'm not getting to it yet. I really kind of just skim over it. And then when I'm going to actually react to whatever it is, then I get more deeper in and, you know, read the actual uh, email and read, read the whole thing. Right. But I'm pretty sure it was War of the Worlds as an album reaction that he uh, suggested that I do. And I think he gave me a donation, which means I will definitely be getting to it. But it's pretty funny that you that's what you mentioned and that's uh that's on the horizon on the channel. It's coming right. up. Right. It, it's it's definitely worth a listen. Um like uh, I kind of mentioned uh yesterday, um I, I do kind of like having physical copies of a lot of my music. It's just the the nostalgia aspect. Um the thing I will say about the War of the Worlds is because it is a story, um, whether you had the vinyl edition or if you had the CD version. Um, it's good to have the booklet because uh, it does come with like pictures uh, that there were paintings that had been commissioned specifically for that album, uh, kind of representing the, the climactic moments within the story. So it's kind of good to have like a physical copy. Um, but we can, you know, talk about that um, later on. But um, yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. Um, I, like I said, I grew up with it. Um, it was my first uh, introduction to who Justin Hayward was. Um, it, yeah, I could I could probably get the booklet online somewhere at least to be able to follow along right. as I'm listening to it. I'm sure there's copies. It's copied somewhere on on the internet. It's got to be. I'm sure it's somewhere. Right. I, I'm, I can definitely look for it and search for it. But yeah, our, our Moody Blues rankings were just about uh, neck and neck for the majority. Yeah, of the and I kind of screwed mine up because I wanted to change uh, on the threshold of a dream from number four. And I never did, so it kind of screwed a few things up. But overall, yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely think we we were neck and neck. And I was, and I'm happy that 
someone who knows the Moody Blues so well, I'm very similar in terms of what I like on it to what you like, which means I'm on the right track. I'm not like off and thinking some of the stuff that you don't, you know, most of the Moody Moody Blues fans don't like is what I do like. Right. It's not like that at all. I'm, I'm, was really happy to hear your rankings. <laughs> right. And, and and I will say that the Moody Blues, as far as a, a band goes, is um, they're, to me, they're un, underrated and unappreciated. And I don't know if I ever mentioned before, but um, I have actually seen the Moody Blues uh, five times in concert, starting with 2003. And then I think my last concert was 2016, 2017. But I did see Justin Hayward, I think maybe four years ago um, in his in his solo show so technically all together i've almost seen him six times so that's like how much i really enjoy the moody blues yeah and hayward when uh on his solo stuff does he still do a lot of moody blues stuff he does uh, his solo shows that's good that's good uh, is he still around is he still uh is he still um yeah he he's still, he, he still tours uh, as does uh john lodge in fact i think right now john lodge is currently touring with the days of future past album Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, that's the seven. Those are that's the core seven. Uh, it took us a little bit of time to get our schedules right and get prepared for to do this, but I'm really glad we did. And uh, hopefully, this opens the door to other people that want to come on and uh, want to talk about other music. And if, of course, the door is always open if you want to come back on and talk about something else, for sure. I uh, really, really enjoyed this. I hope you did too. Absolutely, and I appreciate you having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, now I'm in a moody blues kind of a mood. I think I'm I'm going to go back and listen to those suggestions that you gave me that I did not mention in my uh, little notes that I have for each album that I need to maybe go check out. I need to check out Ride Me. Uh, Ride My Seesaw. Ride My Seesaw. Ride my seesaw. Lovely to see you, you and me in question. I'm going to go back and listen to all those right now. And uh, maybe it'll change my perspective on some of the, those albums and uh, those songs in general. Because those ones I did not mention at all in my notes. And uh, that might be an oversight. So I'm going to go check those out right now. So I want to thank you for that, too. All right. Thank you. No, no problem. All right, Stephen. So like I said, the door is always open. If you want to come back on, just let me know. If anybody else wants to come on, absolutely. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I'm going to come back with a quick close. And uh, once again, thank you for coming on, Stephen. I really, really had a uh, blast. All right. Thank you. You too. It's a lot of fun. Have a good one. There you have it. That is our Moody Blues discussion. That was a lot of fun. I want to thank Stephen once again for joining me on here, uh, talking about the Moody Blues, giving me a few more suggestions of songs I need to check out, take a closer look at. Um, if you want to check out those Moody Blues reactions that I do have on the channel, make sure you go over to Perks Recap over on YouTube. You'll see all the Moody Blues reactions and uh, a bunch of others, of course, as well. And they're all album reactions for the Moody Blues. Um, anyway... Once again, thank you, Stephen. And once again, I'm, uh, I got to apologize about what happened there in the middle. I had, to, uh, I had to basically break it up and edit in there and give you guys a quick message on what you guys missed. It's about 45 seconds. I don't know what happened. We were just, I, was, I didn't move and he didn't move and we didn't 
have any issues on the actual podcast while we were recording it. It was like a split second of a little bit of a break. It broke up for a second, and then it came right back, and I thought we were good, but then when I went back and listened to it, it was uh, pretty bad for about 45 seconds. So in those 45 seconds, I know what we discussed, and I put that in there as just me talking about it, letting you know what you missed during those 45 seconds. And then, of course, we rejoin the podcast the rest of the way. So once again, I, I thank you for understanding that. And, um, you know, no, no fault of our own. That wasn't our intention. But sometimes that kind of stuff happens. Anyway, hopefully you enjoyed the rest of it. Hopefully you enjoyed the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, if you want to get on, get in touch with me, perkspod at gmail.com or my regular email address, onerecapchannel at gmail.com. Let me know. If you want to come on here, or of course, you can just let me know in the uh, comment section over on Perks Recap on YouTube. Let me know if you want to get on here and talk some music. That would be a lot of fun. Today was definitely a lot of fun. And until next time, I will see you later.